and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly podcast in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about Lush, the debut album from a Baltimore singer-songwriter called Snail Mail, and we'll start out with the first single from the record, which is called Pristine. So Snail Mail is the gnome de plume, gnome de guitar of Lindsay Jordan, who just turned 19 years old. She's super young and she's from Baltimore. And we got to see her this year at South by Southwest, which was a real treat because she is as unassuming and kind of small and quiet as her voice sort of or her lyrics suggest. Yeah, but her stage presence was anything but small. I was really impressed by how self-assured she is as a performer and it's just one of those things like what was I like at 18 (laughs) it's very impressive and I think for me right out of the gate here is this song where she is so assured as a performer just willing to belt it out there she has this voice that's quirky but strong and then she just feels everything and I love that her voice has just kind of a casual quality to it where it sounds like she's just kind of making these lyrics up as she goes along. Yeah, it feels so conversational. This just that the chorus, it just kills me that don't you like me for me that yeah. she's just like reaching out to someone with that kind of teenage emotion and thinking that it's like I'm going to keep seeing you and I, not being able to get over someone and at that age just thinking this is the end I'm never going to love anyone else and the lyrics are so over the top that I have to think that it's very self-aware and she's kind of she recognizes this ridiculous yeah she said in an interview that this is a song that she had worked on for like a few years which is funny because she's so young but she said that for a lot of this material she had written like 30 songs for this album and then narrowed it down to 10 wow and she says this song is intentionally very kind of melodramatic and that was her intent yeah i like one one moment here that that first we played has that line of it feels like the same party every weekend and really reminds me of that uh, opening track off the caroline rose album but here's someone who isn't even 20 yet and so it's almost like Caroline Rose being in her late 20s and she's kind of over it and 
iron has this like irony shield Mm -hmm. and Lindsay jordan you just get the sense like she she doesn't have that armor and she's just feeling everything so intensely and it's a hell of a start into this album and the i think the intensity doesn't let up but i think it gets a little darker as we go into the next track on the album it's called speaking terms This track, I think, is where the album starts to justify its title. Christine is pretty much a rockin' and very earnest singer-songwriter track, but here we start to hear this other instrumentation creeping in. And when you look at the credits list, yeah, there I guess there's a string player and there's some kind of horns, maybe mm-hmm. some synths, and it's so fleshed out. At the same time, what it comes down to is just that really delicate guitar figure that we mm-hmm. hear that's so just emotional and mm-hmm. moody and it is i think her voice is so clear and high in the mix in this album that it's easy i think on first listen for me at least to overlook like yeah she's a really good guitarist and so i think this is a nice chance to hear that and it's understated but just these little bent notes and it just really hits without being super showy she started playing guitar when she was five years old and her guitar teacher is mary timoney of helium and x hex so you know, you you kind of hear what a great talent she has for this instrument, and then you understand where it came from, and it, it, it makes a lot of sense. But she's an incredible guitar player. She uses a lot of open tunings and kind of unusual. It, it's there's things that I can't put my finger on because I'm not a guitar player that has any skill. But there there's some definitely some weirdness going on with the way that her yeah i think at various points on the album and i'm not going to go out of my way to just call attention to each one because that Mm -hmm. would be boring but i just feel like she has this talent for in a melody going to a different place harmonically from what i expected and that's not expected and yet it's completely sounds right and completely satisfying Mm -hmm except when it's completely unsatisfying to build tension and she just has that talent for knowing the right exactly the the non-cliche move mm-hmm. at st- at every step and it's it's fantastic and again here that sort of subtlety musically is m- merged with another just completely over the top lyric here where it's just it's all ash and dust and I won't let you take me for a ride it's just this other apocalyptic breakup 
and that There's a lot of heartbreak and relationship stuff on this record again she feels she feels it all and it sounds so good and i think yet more heartbreak and relationships in this next track what's called heat wave there's nothing i am bothered by more in music than self-indulgent noodling like i can't deal with jam bands but i feel like this is an example of the way that she kind of does a lot of just noodling and this song has some you know little guitar breaks where she's just kind of noodling on the guitar but it's so pretty and it's so the way that she plays is so emotive and it, it just really is so consistent and woven into the lushness of the song that it feels like it really works and it adds so much. And I just, I love the way she plays like that. Yeah. And this is, I, I feel like she mostly goes for a very clean guitar sound, but mm-hmm. here she really lets the effects pedals get pretty layered and noisy. Mm-hmm. And there's just later in the song, which we don't play, but there's, there's just like these squalls of noise, which I was not expecting from this album. Yeah. There is one person, one other person who's credited with guitar on this record. So I don't know if this is, the other person playing kind of the overdubs of guitar or if it's her playing all the layers. Yeah. I don't know, but it's, yeah, it sounds fantastic. And just her gift for lyricism that just some of these, I think that it's just the romanticism of this. Like, I hope whoever it is holds their breath around you because I know I did. And it's just my heart breaks for her to know (laughs) that she's so into someone who is not, returning the favor Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that there's just this sort of returning pattern of just I'm feeling low I'm not into sometimes and just that wanting to be in love and and just wanting to feel it knowing it's going to hurt you like she's old enough to know it hurts and she doesn't care and it's just takes me back to being that age and it's like I shouldn't want to go back to that because ouch but it's so pretty (laughs) There's something about this that's very hard to achieve usually because, you know, you imagine a teenager making music and you would find you would assume that it's just very kind of cloying and irritating and all of the anyway, um, this reminded me a little bit of the movie Lady Bird in which insofar as the fact that it's about a teenager and it kind of it speaks to that un 
varnished sense of just like openness to the world and you're not cynical yet and this is all new to you and you're kind of learning about yourself and how to be in relationships but doing it in a way that's really empathetic and even to us as jaded adults (laughs) is is touching yeah it's it's almost like hearing her with the combination of being in the thick of it and feeling it and yet having the awareness to write these songs with this degree of clarity it's like it's it almost is feeling like it's helping me to recontextualize how i felt at that age which is not something i would expect to get from an album and i think she is a genuinely like self-possessed person and she i've read interviews with her where she talks about the process of when her first when she was first releasing music and it got a lot of attention, especially in the local Baltimore scene and from record labels. And she had record labels competing to sign her and put this album out. And she went with Matador, which is very well known and a label that is clearly putting a lot of marketing push behind this record, which doesn't take away from it. But she says that she has just really tried to not get caught up in it and not let it affect the way that she thinks about her music and just kind of express what she wants to make and just not kind of fall for the hype that she is hearing about her own music. Yeah. Which is tough to imagine. Yeah. To go from yeah being just some high schooler. To Who some... had to get permission from her principal to go on tour with priests. <laughs> wow. And yeah, to go from that to again, Matador, which is, I feel like one of the big indies, So this song, I think, is sort of after this sequence of maybe, what, three in a row of just deeply, deeply feeling a breakup. And I think she finally tries to get beyond the feeling of it to trying to understand it in this next track. It's called Stick.
I think this song is a great example of how her songs are really they they turn in unexpected ways and it's not just the notes that she plays or sings but it's the way that she her delivery is kind of unexpected like her pacing and the way that she'll change tone in the song or like suddenly go really you know make her voice really powerful or like pull back i think every turn makes me feel like i'm i don't know where the song is going to go next yeah she's pulling us along and it's really as it's, it's very heartfelt but i feel like at least she's trying to push towards wisdom because it's yet another breakup and it's just this notion of looking at someone and like why are your friends friends with you because i i know I know you in a way that they don't mm. and just that and this I think the, in the introduction of the song this sort of where she's talking about this do you even understand what's happening do you even know what it means to be happy and it, it's just that sense of her being so much a- ahead of the people around her and it's like that that burden to be like these people don't get it I, I didn't read it that way but I think that the emotionality of it is it part of it also comes from the fact that she's it, you're hearing one side of a conversation like all of these songs are her addressing somebody else they're in the second person i guess and so you it may it kind of draws you into the lyrics more because you feel like you're the person being addressed rather than it just being about someone the, these songs are challenging to listen mm-hmm. to in that way because she is just directing this fire hose of emotion at you mm-hmm. and just asking you in this accusatory way <laughs> and just coming at you from so many different angles, each one hard to resist. And when she just, you know, that where she just gets really, her voice almost breaks where she's just, you know, did things work out for you? And she, it's so intense. And then she just steps back and like, did you tell all of your friends? And it's so quiet. And mm-hmm. and both the intensity and the quiet are both just hard to handle. Mm-hmm. It's intense. It's wonderful. And she's got so many different things up her sleeve for this album. I think what makes the the songs kind of unconventional as well is that they're not such a conventional structure. Like when we were trying to pick, pick out where to fade out on this song, there's not really a chorus. I mean, you can kind of, there's a, a section that you can kind of peg as the chorus, but they're more meandering than that a lot Well, yeah, that she takes that sort of, you know, why did, would they stick around? And then that at the end of the song is just sort of this exploration of that where it just kind of keeps building and building and building. Why do they stick around? What's going on? And it just has this wonderful pulling the carpet out of even when it doesn't make sense and it just stops Mm -hmm. and it feels like it's building to something and it's not building to anything. It's completely unsatisfying and it's really, it's fantastic. It's satisfying in how unsatisfying it is. It's fantastic. So the next track we'll play is, a little more, uh, hopefully, upbeat. It's called Golden Dream.
Okay, I realized that calling a song which has the chorus, I'm not yours, no, when I mean it, I'm not wasted anymore, which is a total downer. And I called it upbeat, but sonically, it's one where I think in a lot of these tracks, she starts off with just a really quiet guitar. And here, the drums are really prominent and really there from the beginning. And so it has this huge energy. Through the yeah, and through the verses, and then to be just again pulling the rug out is a metaphor I'm going to go to, I guess, a lot on this album because that chorus just is so shocking, and I feel like this is uh, this is the first one where it feels like she's not like madly in love with someone, but is kind of just regretting maybe decisions made while wasted. (laughs) It's uh, a very uh, 19 year old sentiment, and it's. A little heartbreaking and I think ends with just this stupid 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 me 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 is just so I a think brutal the, way to end the drinking game for this one is how many times will you say heartbreaking oh we can have a we can have a race between heartbreaking and pull the rug out <laughs> yeah, there you go. and feel it so much yes <laughs> well, they're all true but that, I think those are all the, the thematic elements that we would be talking about with this record yeah it's She's 19. She's uh-huh. in love a lot and she wants to be in love. She is upset with herself for being in love or for yeah, I mean, thinking she, I that think she, she was in love last night. Self awareness that's really that really makes it. And and just her musical talent. You know, she's got a great set of musicians behind her as well. There's a lot of credits on the record that I don't feel like the the songs come across as sounding lush in instrumentation, but I don't feel like there are that many layers of instrumentation beyond the guitar. But if you look at the credits, the Credits include like organ, percussion, well, percussion, yeah, piano, and then obviously bass, French horn. So I don't recall hearing a French horn anywhere, but. Yeah, I, I think there's one or two tracks where I noticed just a hint of it. and I. But that's one of the things I really appreciate is that here she is, a young artist who suddenly has Matador money to yeah. get this album produced. And she doesn't go crazy. She uses these things, but so tastefully that there's just these hints of horns, hints of what I thought were strings, but there's no string credit on here. So maybe some sort of synth or, and various like minimal points where it's just like layered vocals, but it's never showy. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so remarkable is that she's this amazing talent, but then has the taste to hold herself back, to not just throw it all onto the tape, but really to make you question whether it's anything more than just a, a girl with a guitar. And yeah, I mean, I feel like the studio money went more to like really clean production and really re- reworking of the sounds and the layers in exactly the way that she wanted them rather than just kind of layering on fussiness because you don't really know what you're doing and you feel like that's the way to really put a lot of icing on the cake yeah and some I, th- I thought it was something to be said here that it's so many of these th- songs are just as you said, lushly produced and yet i could imagine them as just a lo-fi solo record where it's literally just her and a guitar and i feel like they would still work well and and in fact that's what we saw when she performed at the barracuda at south by when we saw her it was just her on stage with a guitar and Joe, you're making the face was I there thought, a drummer? i thought i thought she had a small band but it was Maybe I'm misremembering. It felt like it felt big, but I think you're right. Maybe there we see a lot of musicians. I get a little, I get a little mixed up. I'll, I'll go find that picture and I'll post it when we post this. And I will feel really dumb. 
But anyway, I mean, the point is that her vocals and guitar really take center stage and that's the way it should be. Yeah. It's a taste and talent and emotion through and through. And it continues to be pretty dark, pretty emotional on the penultimate track. It's called Deep Sea. Deep Sea Dark God damn Okay, so there was the French horn. And I have to say that we looked up the our, my pictures from South by Southwest this year, and she did play with a full band. I was wrong. And I'm not going to gloat because this happens. It's 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 hard to keep things straight. When we you're see walking. a lot of bands like every eight, year. 80 or 90. Yeah, um, over the space of five days. That's all right. There's plenty of sleep happening, though, so it's all good. Uh, yeah, this song, there's something just about that verse that's so just morose just this looking down on someone deep in the sea just you're you're alone down there just you in the bends and it's to me the least obvious exactly what happened but just that feeling of kind of losing someone into some sort of obsession or or just fading out into memory you know i mean i think a lot of these lyrics are intentionally obfuscated and evocative and you're not supposed to take them literally yeah i guess this one feels though some of them feel closer to her experience and to sort of day-to-day life and this one just that deep sea diver is just metaphorically very rich and then it's got this great chorus that's just knocks it out of the park we can be anyone and age in the dying sun, just this light, the dark, the feeling of hope, the feeling of despair. And this entire album is her plumbing the depths of emotion and swinging for the fences musically. And it's just such a assured debut album. 
Yeah, I would love to hear more of what she's going to be doing next with her guitar playing. It's such a it, it, she's already got so much skill and to think that she could take this in new directions and she's so young that she I'm sure will experiment with different styles and I think she has a really amazing future ahead of her. And so just seeing how much she has done with Oh, sorry. You're hearing um the the our dog's rooster toy is crowing at the crowing at us sorry she's trying to contribute to the podcast yeah but anyway i'm really excited to see what she does next she's a really talented woman so we've been discussing lush that's the debut lp from snail mail aka Lindsay jordan we've been listening to for the record thanks for listening We'll go out with the last song on the record, which is called Anytime. It's actually a reprise or a more full fleshed out version of the first track, which was called Intro. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm.